Welcome back to the Lynx Golf Podcast. My name is Al Lunsford. I'm the digital editor at Lynx, and I'm here with George Pepper, the editor of Lynx. How you doing, George? Great. Great. There you go. This should be a fun episode for us, and uh, we'll harken back on something that George completed uh, a few years ago, where he... Uh, that must have taken you a while to do a hundred things that should be on everyone's golf bucket list. Um, so George wrote that out and has completed quite a bit of those. But I'll let George give you a little bit of background on on this list and why he made it. And we'll kind of walk through it and see, you know, some of his favorite aspects of it. Um, anything maybe he still has left that he thinks he might do. And I'm sure there's some, I think he said that he may never get to, but... You don't want to get to some of them. Right. It's part right. of the idea. I mean, it's you, you can never master golf. You can never be perfect at golf. And uh, I, I, I would hope I never get to all of these things. A few are a little bit uh, demeaning and embarrassing anyway. So <laughs> I, I probably notched a lot of those, though. So Stay away. But, but they're, yeah, they're... I still have, oh, probably 10 to 15 of these uh, assignments that I haven't completed, and I'll, I'll take you through a few of them. So you made this as part of your, when you made it, you realized you had been playing golf for 50 years. So yeah. you wanted to go back and see. Yeah, I had a lot of good experiences, and uh, a bucket list of 100 is a little bit long and deep. And uh, I, I mean, we, I think we have a few crazy ones at the end, like uh, sign an incorrect scorecard oversleep and miss your tea time break a window or wind chilled with a ball you struck and <laughs> run out of balls and things like that but uh tumble into a bunker or a water hazard yes, yes. See, i've done all of it, the, those but there are a few that still elude me so i we're here to talk about that and a couple of that i have knocked off recently okay well let's get into it um the first you kind of split this up into uh categories Right. So you, yeah, the, the, the first... Uh, the first few are entitled, So You Can Bore People With Your Stories. And of course, the first four are Play Augusta National, Play Pine Valley, Play Pebble Beach, and Play the Old Course, which I've been fortunate to do. But the fifth, play at least one course in each of the 50 states. I'm nowhere close to that. I, I'm up to 37 uh, states, but I, I have no particular plans to add the 13 I've missed. And I looked at them, and I will list them, and with apologies to residents of those states. They are Alaska, Arkansas, Delaware, Idaho, Indiana, Mississippi, Montana, New Mexico, North Dakota, South Dakota, Tennessee, Wyoming, and Utah. I don't get out west very often. <laughs> and I just uh, I just have no plans to uh, to visit those states. But who knows? I may get I I may get a couple more, but I'm never gonna get to fifty. Yeah. Well you call that not being close. I mean I don't know what my number is, but I'm not close. You're a 37 baby. is close. You're a baby. Come on. If well, you play one a year between your age and mine, you'll catch up, believe me. <laughs> I'll have to do my count at some point, and, I, and I'll let you know what it is. But it's well, certainly not 13 away from being done. Well, you can look at it as uh, so few states, so much time. So There okay. you go. Well, you're missing some good ones, I think. Like Indiana. I lived in Indianapolis know, for a year. I never got the crooked, crooked stick. stick. I know, I know. I mean, yeah. well... Yeah, there's some good ones in Tennessee, too. And as I say, apologize to all my friends from these states. I'm never <laughs> well, this is make open invitation, basically, George is saying, to invite me to your <laughs> course right. that I've America's never been to your state. 
Um, All right. So looking at 10, 11, 12, and 13, these were kind of unrealistic ones to begin with. Play Greenland's Sunday Arctic Desert Course, the world's most northerly course. 11, play Argentina's Ushuaia Golf Club, the world's southernmost. Then play Furnace Creek, which is the uh, world's lowest course in Death Valley, California. And play La Paz Bolivia Golf Club, the world's highest course. Sorry, I'm too old. I'm not going to get there. So those are going to elude me. Those are all just courses that you know. You haven't played any of those. No, they're just bragging rights courses. Okay, gotcha. You say, say, yeah, I've been to the fill in the blank. Uh, uh, I did uh, knock off number 16, witness a double E. If even if you have to have seen Ooh. it on television, I was uh, at the 2015 Mid Amateur, uh, U.S. Mid Amateur Championship at Johns Island Golf Club, and I happened to be standing at the uh, in the final round, um, the uh, 15th hole. It's an uphill par four of about 275 yards, and the last two competitors in the final match got there, and the fellow named Sammy Schmidt uh, hit the towering drive and I'm standing up near the green and we see the ball take off and then nothing happens for a while and all of a sudden, boom, it pelts down in the middle of this two-tiered green. It rolls up to the back tier and it starts rolling back down and I'm, I'm no more than 20 feet from the cup and I said, surely this is not going to go in the hole and it did. I think it was the only the second uh, double eagle recorded in the history of USGA competition and he went on to win the uh, the championship on the next next hole. It was wow. just yeah. an amazing shot. And I mean, there were only 20 people there, but I'm sure two or 300 people claimed to have been there. Mm-hmm. It was a great, great experience. I have not. I cannot cross that one off my list. Well, I hope you see yourself do it at some point. That'd be great. Uh, number 17, I have not done. Get up and down, exploding your first shot from a ball submerged in water. Oh, wait a minute. I thought I had to go into the cup on that one. No, I think it, yeah. So you just yeah, I may have done that. hit it from okay. the water and yeah. then make yeah, the Yeah, I think I've probably, I've hit it in the water so often I'm sure I've done that. The 24, I have not done and will never do, read the entire rules of golf. I'm sorry. <laughs> Until they get that down to 10 pages, it's not going to happen. I... Probably, I was just, just kidding myself. I I highlighted that as if I had done that when I was a, a youth and going into like competitive. I'm quite sure that I did not do that. No, that I I wouldn't be alive. That would it, it would kill me <laughs> to do that. <laughs> Uh, 26, go back and play the course where you played your first round. Uh, there's not much chance of that. In an earlier podcast, we discussed where that was. It was the Duck Creek course in Davenport, Iowa. And that is the only course I've played in Iowa, and it will remain so, and I will not be going back. Des Moines Golf and Country Club, very good. Solheim Cup was there. Just I, saying, I, that's I'm sure another it's good lovely, one. but they can't expect to see me. <laughs> I can't play the, the first course I played either because it, it is closed now. I think it's there are houses on top of where the holes no, used to be. No so. plaque because you were there? No. Oh, there's a plaque. <laughs> I guarantee you there's a plaque. Uh, number 47. Play 18 holes while listening to music on Bluetooth speakers. Oh, it's the best. It's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, it's the gener- generational change here. Well, they I make the never, carts I, now where you can connect. I know. I speak. think they're obnoxious. Well, but I'm the old curmudgeon, and you're the young buck. So this what, is the way it's going to go. Okay, hypothetical here. They're playing your favorite band on a loop, or if you have a CD or like a playlist, it's it's your favorite music. 
and it's soft and you can barely hear it only when you come back to the cart not when you're on the green or only when you're away from a shot you're painting a nice picture here yeah and and i can see where that might be pleasant yeah but golf is also pleasant too i just there's a time and place for everything I, I wouldn't bring my putter to a concert, <laughs> so I, I just, I don't know. I will say I, I don't do it every round, and mm. because I agree with I, you. I can see doing it on earphones. Um, really? I, I, can't I really do don't that. like the things in the cart, so yeah. Yeah, the earphones, earphones it's hard because you can't hit it. If you're listening to something out, the auditory portion of golf is huge. Uh, yeah. If you can't hear, yeah. you can't play golf. It's hard to hit the ball. I'm like that with sunglasses too. I can't wear sunglasses to play golf oh, really? because I, yeah, no, that doesn't bother me. It's probably just a mental thing. But we did a thing uh, when I was at Golf Magazine. We put uh, noise canceling headphones on on Ray Floyd actually, and had him hit uh, golf balls of various kinds. He couldn't tell what kind of a golf ball he was hitting. He could, couldn't tell a difference between a pinnacle and a titleist, a soft titleist. That's amazing. You really lose feel when you can't hear. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So, One day, maybe, right. we'll get you to do it. Let's go. Number 58, <laughs> shoot your age. Well, I'm still working on that. Uh, I can shoot at net, <laughs> but yeah. uh, I've got a few years, I hope, uh, to, to go. and Or a uh, bad nine. Yeah, I can do a bad nine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah every time. So. Uh, I still haven't done number 65, which was uh, make a par on a hole after hitting a ball out of bounds. You know, that's really got to be uh, a, a major achievement. That, that's yeah. A, you, now that you think about it. That's a hole in three. I mean, you know, you, uh, or, it's, or par five. It, it's an eagle on the second ball or a par five. Yeah, you could probably do that. I've never doable. done that. Yeah, that's probably the most doable one. You make a three and a par five. Mm-hmm. Number 67, I have a, been able to knock off recently, and that's get your home course ringer score, your career best on each hole when added up to be under 50. And that I was able to do on the old course. It's not really my home course anymore, but it's the only course where I ever have a chance of doing this. And I, that's basically I made par, uh, birdies on 13 holes and eagles at... Holes number three, five, nine, twelve, and fourteen. And if you add those up, it comes to forty-nine. So that's but so that's my lifetime ringer score on the old course forty-nine. Have you tracked that, or do you just know I've birdied this hole before? I've well, I, I know I've before. birdied every hole on the course, and I know okay. I've eagled those five holes. Okay. Um, I was able to drive the greens at three, nine, twelve, and the other two are par fives. Gotcha. So. Sink a putt of 100 feet or more. This is another thing I was able to knock off at the old course not long ago. The largest green that there is the shared green between the 5th and 13th holes. And uh, it's 37,000 square feet. And an interesting statistic is you could take the first 10 greens at Pebble Beach and put them on this green. It could contain them. So, Goodness. So I actually am closer to, I'm playing the 13th hole, but I'm on the 5th green. And I have a putt for birdie of 187 feet. And it went in. Did you walk it off? Is that uh, of after course you made you, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Okay. I said, I've got to know how long this putt was. Yeah. And it was 
fully 100 feet longer than the second longest putt I've ever made. Yeah, I'm sure. It was just a wild thing. So that one's now. You didn't think about chipping that one? No, I'm a horrible chipper. And okay. I have often said that uh, having spent seven years in St. Andrews and playing that course as often as I did, the only part of my game that improved was the ability to two-putt from 90 feet, which is an absolutely useless skill anywhere else in the world. Yeah. <laughs> but I, you know, I did do that. Well, yeah. I made one. Longest putt I ever made was the first time I broke 80. I hit a putt of, and I probably should have walked it off, but I was in such maybe shock or just excitement that I had hit a putt of 60, 70, 80 feet. On the last hole? On 18 to break 80 for the first time. Wow. And that... That's got to be one of the greatest experiences of your golf life. Yeah, Yeah. definitely so. Yeah. 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 That's the way to do it, man. Right. All right. We're up to 82, which was play a U.S. Open course from the championship tees. Ah. And this is another one that I knocked off recently where I went to... The worst possible place to do it is Beth Page Black <laughs> with my son and played it from, I think the yardage there is 7,600 yards. And as I said in an earlier podcast, I had trouble just reaching the fairways on some of those holes. But I have, boy, that is a wonderful golf course. I would recommend anybody. Of course, it's a public golf course. Uh it's it's a remarkable piece of land. It's just constant change of and turn. It, it, every hole is is different and relentlessly challenging. Yeah. Yeah. So. Maybe it's a dumb question, but do you think that happens a lot? Like people go to these major championship venues and say, "I'm going to play it." All the way back? Or- Gee, I hope not. Uh, well, I don't think, first of all, uh, it, it, you can't get on a lot of these courses. You know, right. Most of them are private. Pebble Beach, they don't allow you to go into the back tees. So, mm. uh, there are not too many where you can can get away with this, but uh, you can certainly do it. If you want a, an exercise in masochism, the uh, Beth Page Black course is ready so to I'm help you with you. that. Hey, sure. Go right ahead. <laughs> yeah, go. Good as luck. As long as you don't well, hold you know, up play. They have play. that so- sign, this course is reserved for or intended for good players yeah well i violated it on that day but uh, we we got round okay let's see oh finished last in a tournament yep i did this not too long ago my son and i uh managed to finish last in a father-son tournament at the catansit club in marion massachusetts which is a great golf course and we didn't bring our a games that day it was a better ball format and um I don't remember what our total was, but it was about 60 teams. And we were, as they say, DFL. And on one (laughs) hole, we had a better uh, ball score of nine. (laughs) It was was not a good day. But at least I was able to check that box. And let's see. And the last one, I'm happily... to, happy to say it, it's still on the list number 95 find okay. yourself in need of a toilet not just a tree and not find one in time uh, that's still to be accomplished okay and i hope i never so, quite knock that one off confirmed for anyone who was wondering george pepper has <laughs> never uh wet himself on no we're golf talking course. uh about oh. not just a tree a toilet oh uh yeah i've never had a problem there <laughs> 
with the runs on the golf course. Okay. Well, also confirmed. That's good to know. Okay. So, do you know what you where you stand now? You were at eighty seven when you wrote yeah. I this. think I'm probably down to uh, just about eighty four now, and I might have. I'm sorry, but to, uh, three more. So it's ninety. I've hit ninety. Okay. And it, I'm not going to get much closer. I don't think. I clocked myself, and I think I probably took liberties, but around 40 or so. Okay. Um, but it, I didn't originally know about your piece, and now it, it makes me want to check more off. Oh, you well, working for Lynx, you, you'll have some opportunities <laughs> that you haven't had. <laughs> well, we're going to work to, um, I think, to update this, and it's an article that's on our website, lynxmagazine.com. You can search... What's the article called here? George Pepper's Golf Bucket List. So you can check that out, and we'll, we'll have it basically up to date to where George is now. But uh, there were a few. I just want to ask you about a few that I was intrigued by as well. Let's see. So 27, play 18 holes without consulting any yardage markers or anything like that. Is that common for you? Or is that just well, uh, I did it like probably the first... 25 years of my golf life. Uh, no yardage markers then? No, nah, we had a... That's uh, not something I've pretty, ever really thought of. Yeah, well, this is a pretty podunk public course where I grew up playing golf. They didn't have yardage markers in those days, and, you know, it's funny. I, I talked to... Uh, who was it? Curtis Strange said this, and it was pretty telling. He said, you know, the younger guys on the tour now have never hit an approach shot without knowing the exact yardage. Mm-hmm. And Hogan, Sneed, and Nelson never hit approach shit when they did know the yardage. Yeah. You know, and I was somewhere in between those eras. But, yeah, I, you just kind of felt the wind on your cheeks when you when I was a kid and you hit the, the shot. And I, I'm sort of feel. wistful for those days, too. Yeah. I think we let waste a lot of time uh, pacing around, even with these the electronic gadgets. And I've got a watch. But uh, golf lost some. That's something when we won't, we're making our best guess and just hitting the ball. Yeah, true. Well, I, don't, I, I say that because I don't know that I have ever done that because I've always, there's always been sprinkler heads. Yeah, with well, we're all spoiled and, now. I wouldn't yeah. do it. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Um, golf collection of any kind. Hmm. I collect golf pencils. So a little easier than balls, I think, because you don't have to pay for them. And they're all unique for the most part. And they're what? They're all unique. Like every course has a unique. And they take up less space in your. (laughs) I actually have a little uh, frame. It's kind of like a golf ball rack, but for pencils. Yeah. Yeah. So, but do you have a a collection of You know what I have? uh, And it's not something that anyone else could easily do. I mean, I've saved all my credentials uh, from my yeah. misspent adulthood. So uh, forgive me my press passes, so, so to speak. And it's great. It's uh, We have a big table in our uh, family room, and it's a glass top table, and I've got them all. And I've got like 300 of them. It's really cool to look back, and, you know, you see a badge, and you, yeah, oh, yeah, I remember. I'm, I was with Nancy Lopez there, the Bent Tree Classic in 1976, you know. <laughs> and that happened to have been the first one, and it's, and I keep add, adding now and then to it, so it's cool to look at. I actually do the same thing, um, and I worked in football before 
golf, but I've gone back and forth. And do you have them? You have them somewhere. I have them in a drawer in my mm. bedroom, and mm. I have a, a vision of doing something similar yeah. to what you're talking well, about. But right now, it's just it's stuffed yeah. into a drawer. Well, get a get a tasteless lucite table and okay. and show them off. Perfect. Um, let's see. Uh, Eighty four. Give up the game. Did you, did you ever, once you started playing, have a point where you gave it up? I've given it up hundreds of times. So why, how do you define <laughs> giving it up? Uh, no, no. I, I, honestly, I don't think I have. Yeah. I, 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 I won't give it up until it gives me up. Right. <laughs> when I can't play anymore. Uh, I've sort of said I'm not going to play for a couple of weeks, and I do that all the time. But uh, no, I love golf too much. Yeah. So that one struck me because there was a point where I started playing when I was very young, and then, as a lot of people do nowadays, you get involved in other sports and was playing basketball and soccer and and right. and football and through middle school and kind of didn't have. I would do like summer camp um, where we would play golf, but wasn't regularly getting out there because I got interested in other things and mm. then I kind of got brought back to the game and fell back in love yeah. with it. Were you gone for a year? A couple years. Oh, wow. I, I don't recall playing more than once or twice. Hmm. But um, No, I've been a maniac since yeah. I took it up at age 12. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm firmly entrenched back in the game. So uh, here we are. I also like 90, do damage to your home or its contents while practicing your swing indoors. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there's a couple of good stories there. Yeah. <laughs> the worst one I got was when my father gave me, when my parents gave me uh, new golf clubs for Christmas. And my father was a doctor and he had a shingle uh, with a glass that had his name and, you know. And it was out in the front yard. And I went out and on Christmas Day. And the first shot I hit with the wedge, I said, let's see if I can flip it over my father's signpost here. <laughs> Didn't get it quite high enough. And then boom, shattered it. Oh, my God. Thank God it was Christmas. Yeah. He had this Christmas spirit, and I, I didn't get hit. <laughs> it's always good. Uh, so, okay, so that, are there any, anything you can possibly think of that you would, would add on? It's a, a bucket list item. It's hard to add to a list of a hundred. Yeah, no, I, I, you know, I, not that I can think of right now. But uh, <laughs> I'll let you know. You need to get out there and knock some of these off yourself. Yeah, true. Maybe I'll think of something, and if we deem it worthy, we can put it up to there like one hundred one or so. Um, cool. You can well, take off the one about not finding a bathroom. So that's a good one to. Oh, that one was already checked off for me. Yeah. What? You haven't done that? (laughs) All right. All right. right. Uh, Well, that was fun, George. Uh, Again, you can find his column uh, on linksmagazine.com. And we will catch you guys next time with more items for your bucket list. Thanks, George.